0: We've got Destroyers, so you know what that means. Welcome to another exciting episode of Blood and Destroyers, and all-elite wrestling podcast brought to you by RPGera.com, where we discuss the latest happenings in and around the exciting world of AEW. I, of course, am your host, Brian. Joining me on the show today. He is the newest member of the Jericho Appreciation Society itself.
1: Oh, far from it, Brian. <laughs> uh, this week you are <laughs> you are the newest member of Jurassic Express as you are
0: Bruchosaurus. You know what? Look at his hair. I like how you blended it together. It looks I know. good. It looks you like horns almost. <laughs> oh man, you mean you're not getting the? Uh, I'm sure they have a Jericho Appreciation Society on AEWShop.com, right? ShopAEW.com. Is that up there yet?
1: You didn't order it yet? They do. I've seen. I've seen the shirt. Yeah. No, I didn't order that shirt. Oh, there they it is. Look at that. that. J-A-S. Even if that shirt gets sent to me for free, yeah. <laughs> you hear that Jericho? He's me for free, and I'll, I'll send give it you back. his
0: address. If you find this episode, I'll send you his address. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Special shout-out to The Laser for the excellent intro theme to the podcast. Go check him out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed. Please take a moment and do a favor for being so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcast or whatever app that you've chosen to listen to us on and leave us a quick rating and a review on there. It really does help out in terms of visibility so that our show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now, patreon.com forward slash RPGera. You can head on over there, check out our tiers, see what we're doing. If you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen each week works just as good. Special shout out to current executive producers, JexX and Zenku. You guys continue to rock. Thank you so much. Um... Sev, before we get into the main portion of the show today recapping the last week of AEW's content, we do have to give uh, you know two unfortunate shout outs here at the beginning. Uh, we do mm-hmm. want to send our bell uh, our best well wishes to Big E who suffered a broken neck on SmackDown this past Friday. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly from the news article, it was a C1 and C6 vertebrae, which is scary, especially your C1. That's very scary. Um, He landed square on his head. Like, I happened to see the footage... I don't know. Did Ridge Holland screw that up? I didn't really see it that well, but did you happen to check it out?
1: I'm not sure who screwed it up. I've, I've seen it. Yeah, but he didn't. He doesn't require surgery. Is that right? He's basically. Yeah, no uh, surgery he's, was required.
0: Yeah, no surgery required. He is obviously going to have to miss some time, but um, it could have been way worse. It's thankful that it wasn't. Um, my mom broke her neck when I was eight years old in a car accident and she broke right. like four of her vertebrae in her neck and had to wear a halo brace for nine months um okay yeah luckily he's not gonna have to sounds like he's not gonna have to do anything like that so um yeah the higher up your vertebrae the scarier it is when it breaks and c1 is i believe it's the top one if i'm remembering correctly so that's crazy um but yeah hopefully uh he'll be back soon And we do have to send our thoughts and prayers to Scott Hall, his friends and family, as he just yesterday, as of time of recording, it's Sunday, March 13th, in case I don't post this right away. Sometimes that happens. Um, He had three heart attacks yesterday and is now on life support. And that shit sucks, man.
1: Yeah, it really does suck. Um, As you've just said, well wishes, thoughts and prayers out to him. Best of luck to you, Scott Hall. We'd like to... We'd like to hear you're okay. Yeah, we're definitely on, pulling buddy. for
0: you. Definitely pulling for you. Um, shitty situations, both of them. Obviously, Scott Hall's mm-hmm. turning out to be a little bit more worse here, but um, hopefully they both pull through. Hopefully they do. We'll hopefully have news on, uh, on Scott Hall in the next couple of days. Like I said, hopefully he makes it. I really hope he does. All right, Sev, let's move away from that and let's try to have some fun focus on the last week of aew content because i feel like dynamite was great okay dynamite was great yeah dynamite was great rampage eh? okay it was okay (laughs) dynamite was great and just Dynamite alone was a good solid week of AEW for me.
1: Mm-hmm. So for the listeners at home, me and Brian haven't discussed any of what's happened this no, week before I, you we haven't No, you
0: haven't even talked in Discord yet about anything that you've watched. This is, I
1: think, a first. So I didn't watch Rampage until, yeah, I didn't watch Rampage till this afternoon and I kind of watched Dynamite in like... Two separate chunks, one one Thursday morning and one Saturday, the last hour Saturday morning as I've been working most of this week. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd just save all my thoughts for this. Okay,
0: I appreciate that. I, I watched Rampage on Saturday. I actually forgot about it. I was knee-deep in Elden Ring, as has been happening over the last week and a half, two weeks or so and just totally forgot about Rampage. So I you and I'm everyone that else I know, yeah. I know. I know. I have been playing some WWE 2K22. We will be talking about that on the show this show actually, probably next week as well. Uh Sev you and I will be talking about it for Max Level this week if you want a little bit of a preview of what mm-hmm. I think on WWE. Check out Max Level this week. Next week we'll have a more expanded discussion for Blood and Destroyers for the beginning of the show where we talk about like the GM and Universe mode and stuff. But um yeah, I forgot about Rampage, so I didn't watch it till Saturday. However, I do think this was a really solid week for AEW, kind of after a pay-per-view, doing a reset, so to speak, in storylines. I really appreciated what they did here. Uh, when we get to Dynamite, I have a lot of good things to say. Let's recap Elevation and Dark before we get there, however. We'll start off last Monday on March 7th with Dark Elevation. We had six matches. Lance Archer defeated Cameron Stewart. Ruby Soho defeated Session Moth Martina, Daniel Garcia defeated Ray Jazz, Scorpio Sky defeated Sean Dean, Chris Statlander defeated Emmy Sakura, and Wheeler Utah defeated Aaron Solo. I believe this is the elevation that was recorded before the live rampage in Orlando before the pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so was this cool. is the
1: one that had the ROH stars on it, wasn't it? Because they had uh, Session Moth Martinez. she was there. You said Blake Christian was on this one as well?
0: Uh, um no no he was not
1: no okay but i definitely i definitely watched this uh this elevation actually like i don't usually watch him but i watched this one um highlight for me was definitely the wheelie to match at the end he just did this nice little spot when the ref wasn't looking he was on the top rope and he uh he purposely he like uh shimmied back down and then played out um was it cutie had uh hit the ropes so therefore he'd yeah and then um yeah yeah, yeah, that's right. So then QT got ejected and as he was getting ejected, uh, Wheeler U was like uh, sticking his thumbs up to him as he as he just played him, very much like an Eddie Guerrero style. Um so yeah, that was a really cool spot to be fair.
0: Yeah, this was that was actually a really good uh, good made event. Um Wheeler U Tez what you talked about on the show a few weeks back, is surprisingly good when able to be showcased properly. And I think Aaron Solo was definitely a good opponent mm-hmm. for him for that. So because Aaron Solo is actually really talented as well. He doesn't get to showcase it that much. So we will move on to dark March 8th, Tuesday night. We had several matches. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 of them. Anna Jay defeated Marina Tucker. Scorpio Sky defeated Sonny Kiss, Red Velvet defeated Kiara Hogan, Top Flight defeated the Wingmen's Peter Avalon and Ryan Nemeth, Chris Statlander defeated Kelsey Reagan. Ruby Soho and AQA defeated Emmy Sakura and Diamante, The Butcher and The Blade defeated Colt Cabana and Alan Angels, Nyla Rose defeated Sky Blue, Jay Lethal defeated Serpentico, and in the main event, Private Party defeated Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson. Decent Dark pretty decent dark.
1: So did you, did you watch this dark?
0: Uh, on the background,
1: like usual. I know. I was going to ask, yeah. So who was part of the, this will come into the discussion later on, but who was part of the wingmen? Uh, you said the wingmen took on. Peter Avalon and Ryan. Somebody.
0: It was Peter Avalon and Ryan Nemeth. Right. Okay. And top flight is who they took on, which was a good match. Okay. It was a good match. It was a good match, but yeah, we will talk about the significance of the wingmen a little bit later on. Because, yeah, Yeah, I don't know know that they're going to be a faction much longer. So um, nice to see Sky Blue, as usual. Nice to see who else was it good to see on uh, on Dark? Oh, Jay Lethal. Of course. Always nice when we get to see Jay Lethal. Yeah. yeah. I just wish we got to see him more on Wednesdays and Fridays and not on Mondays and Tuesdays. (laughs) So decent Dark, though. Decent Dark. But let's move on to Dynamite because that is the show that I am most looking forward to talking about this week for the podcast. I had a lot of fun watching this show. Again, the first TV show after a pay-per-view usually is pretty good, usually has a reset in storylines. I think they did a really good job here. And I'm going to say it now, and I'll point out each time it happened, I cried several times during this Dynamite. Not like bawling crying. But tears rolling down out of my eyes several times during this dynamite.
1: I definitely had a moment where I cried myself during this dynamite. But we can get to that in a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, I'm sure it's one of the but same yeah, moments. Yeah, I think this I show
1: did. should have probably have about yeah, this show should have about twenty twenty takeaways because there was so much packed into this reset that it was ridiculous.
0: Yep, I uh, I took notes actually. I'm looking at them here, and I didn't number them because there <laughs> were so many. <laughs> There were so many. I filled up two pages full of notes to go through over the show. So we are going to run down this dynamite as best we can because, again, it was a very, very packed show. So we kick things off. What, what, where were we at? I don't even remember. We were in somewhere in Florida, Fort Myers. We figured it out. It was Fort Myers, Florida. Um, Really good show, and they kicked things off. And I thought an unusual way. And I even mentioned that in Discord at first. I was like, oh, weird. We're starting off with Jericho and Kingston kind of in the ring, reconciling from their match from the previous night. And it's just Jericho at first. And you know, he's got this like super humble slash relaxed look on his face. His hair is much more relaxed. And he just comes out, starts apologizing for not living up to his word and, you know, wanting to make things right with Eddie Kingston. So he calls him out and Eddie, as usual, comes out and just fucking kills it on the mic, dude. This is one of the moments. This is the Mm -hmm. first moment. opening segment. I had tears in my eyes and it's from Eddie Kingston. So the one thing that I want to mention before we even get into the promo of his is the crowd in Fort Myers initially trying to do the what chance to Kingston and how fast yeah, he shut and he them shot them down. Him down didn't he? Steve Austin's not even here, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like have some respect. And, for... uh,
0: I, I love yeah. when uh, I love when guys and even girls, Alexa Bliss is really good at doing that too. Alexa Bliss is really good at shutting down what Chance. Um, I, re- I, I always enjoy when, when people do that because I'm sick of those. Like, the what chants are ridiculous, in my opinion, and I wish that they would just stop. They were fun when Austin was relevant and he was like, that was his thing and he was doing it. It was fun. But then when that stopped, like when he stopped, it should have stopped. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. So, it's like it's like the cried version of lazy booking, isn't it? It's like they haven't got anything else to chant. They're just going to chant what? It's, yeah. yeah. And if you don't yeah, have anything it's, else it's to chant... It's uninspired.
0: Shut the fuck up if you don't have anything else to chant. That's all you got to do. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> anyway, Kingston with perhaps... I think the most passionate promo we've heard yet in AEW on Dynamite and Rampage based on the content he's talking about, based on, you know, him saying that he wanted to go out there and do this match because of four fans that came up to him at the fan fest for the pay per view and said that they didn't end themselves because of his article that he wrote on that what is it called the Players Tribune or whatever it's called um, something like that whatever wherever he posted that article a few months back and how his voice started cracking and shaking and how upset he got mm-hmm. that got me emotional. That's when I got emotional was when he started getting upset, seeing him get upset about it. And, you know, the only thing being on his mind is wanting to continue to live up to what those four people think of him and wanting to make them proud and the fact that he went back to his hotel room and cried. Dude, that hit me. I was like, damn, that's insane. That's insane. And he's just Yeah,
1: Eddie Kingston's not scared to um to show his to live his uh to show his heart on his sleeve, is he? He's not he's not scared to say like I've got issues. I I cry as he pointed out he's like he's like he's
0: like I'll tell you I went back to, I'll still beat you up afterwards, but I went back to my hotel room and cried. Like he yeah, said that. Yeah. <laughs> he pointed that out, exactly what you said. So that is um, that is one of the moments that hit me hard on this dynamite. And, you know, they did, we thought, make up. They shook hands like it was a, a touching, cool moment. And then all of a sudden, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia's music hit. They come marching down to the ring. They jump Kingston. And I thought it was weird because I don't know if you were paying attention Jericho flopped over, and every time they went over to him, they didn't touch him. And I was like, "Hmm."
1: Yeah, they I have were kind a of feeling like, I know where this or is going. Well, they put their foot on him, but it wasn't. Yeah,
0: one of them, one of them put his yeah. knee over him, but didn't actually push down. The other one was like pretending to punch him, but he wasn't actually punching him. And then <laughs> I think one of them just even walked over there, looked at him, and then walked away. But I had a feeling that this was a heel reformation of the inner circle when they came out and this started happening and Jericho kind of started just hiding off in the corner while Kingston got his ass kicked. And then we saw Santana and Ortiz come down to make the save and then seeing Jericho turn heel on them all made sense to me. I think this makes sense. I know the name of the group is kind of stupid, right? The Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. Kind of dumb. But... I think this is a smart move to elevate 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, because look what happened to Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara after being in a group with Chris Jericho for a few years. Granted, Santana and Ortiz are not in the best spot in the tag division, but they are one of the most demanded tag teams from the fans in AEW that we want to see as champion. And Sammy Guevara has been on top of the world for the last year and a half, running around as TNT champion, running around, getting main event spots. I mean, and I didn't know who he was before AEW, before he joined the inner circle.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. He was on Lucha Underground for a bit, wasn't he? I think he was. Am I right?
0: I think he was, but I'm not yeah, 100% yeah. sure. Um, Jake Hager, obviously sticking around, right? Because what else is he going to do? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Face bomb, yeah.
0: Like, what else is he going to do? He's got to stick with Jericho because there's literally nothing else for him to do. So Jericho's face, Hager's face, Jericho's heel, Hager's heel. That's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. I like how he pretended to be torn. He, He doesn't care. And Sammy Guevara obviously had already quit the inner circle a few weeks prior when they started having issues, remember? So... It doesn't matter that he wasn't out there, but I have a feeling that he's going to help out Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz against, what do you want to call them, Jericho and the Skin Tags?
1: Well, I was going to say, yeah, they're just about a bunch of tagalongs now, aren't they? They're, they're all rubbing. <laughs> they're all just trying to get the Jericho rub. So I, th- I thought of calling them um, Jericho and the Skin Tags. Um, that's a bit gross. I did come up with a different name. I thought of calling them Two Point Circle. I think it kind of blend both of them together. But I think I'd rather stick with that one. Um, but yeah, it definitely looks like we're going to need a fifth man here. Like we've got 2.0, Daniel Garcia, Jericho and Hager. And then on the opposite side, have Santana, Ortiz, Kingston and Sammy, 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 Sammy. Um, so then we need to even it out. We need a fifth person or we're just going to just push Jake Hager aside and not <laughs> actually push, have him just in. Just
0: push, push him to the outside of the ring.
1: <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Is need this to be where there. we get Kip Sabian um, joining back in? maybe like i i don't think the box on the head thing works to go into this angle but i was just he's just a random person that's always about isn't he
0: yeah he's usually yeah
1: definitely if we need to if we need to even the odds then there needs to be a fifth person on the other side
0: or they could always bring in uh you know past members of lax maybe
1: homicide Uh, homicide or hernandez yeah yeah, that'd be cool Get conan back yeah (sighs) conan
0: I didn't something happened to him recently too, I thought. I thought he was in the hospital for a bit. I think I remember seeing. I don't remember.
1: Yeah. we we've, we've seen Conan in AEW before, haven't we? We have, yeah, with Santana Ortiz.
0: Home. Yep. He was in the the the
1: Yeah,
0: when the stadium stampede, right? The initial one, the first one.
1: Is that where they went into like the fake nightclub thing and he was yeah. just like stood there? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That is oh, yes, the one. yes, he's been
1: about it. He's been about it.
0: Yep. Uh all right. Next up on Dynamite, we had a world title match which i was like okay i'm into this and they played it off on commentary as this being a request of adam pages he wanted to defend the title again so we had him defending against dante martin And before we get into the match, let me tell you why I think this happened. Because of what Adam Page said after the match. So because his brother Darius got injured however many months ago, over a year ago, they just got signed. He went off into a singles career, literally put on some of the most amazing matches we've seen in AEW, had some of the most memorable moments we talked about on the podcast, and really killed it as a singles wrestler, but never got a title shot. That's why I think he got this, because his brother's back. And now they're going off into the tag division, so let's just give him a shot, because he'll likely get another shot sometime in the future.
1: Yes, that's very much what I took away from this. I also took away that um, maybe Tony Khan's ranking system might be tripping him up a little. And uh, as we see, like there's a lot of stars who who win consistently on Dark and stuff like that, and now they're they're kind of having to be put near the top of the rankings. Um, So he kind of needs to, in the same way he's resetting the storylines, he kind of needs to... Push everyone out of the way that's been up in the rankings. Um, but yeah, yeah, Dante Martin does need to go back to to join top flight so that they can go into the tag division because there's no there's no point having him in both sets of rankings. Um, and it it was it was nice to see him in the ring. He was uh, when uh, Adam Page was yeah when Hangman was giving him his dues. He was he was smiling a little, trying not to mark out. Um, but yeah, he's done in his singles run the past year or so, he's done incredibly well, but he deserves deserves that bit of spotlight just uh, for appreciation.
0: Absolutely. And this was an incredible match. Like, it was really well done. Kind of not very long, right? I think it went through one picture-in-picture break, Mm -hmm. so probably somewhere around the... Eight to ten minute mark, but a decent match that really got to showcase Dante like it usually does. And it was crazy seeing, you know, Paige defend the title three days after the pay-per-view, which he had a brawl with Adam Cole, who interrupted after. Yeah, yeah, he did.
1: And we got a few teasers in this, didn't we?
0: We did. We got... uh We got several stuff out of this because initially he's like, it's going to be me and my best friends. And it's going to be you against two goons. And throughout the course of the night, we had a backstage promo where it was on the Cutler cam, I believe. And Cole Mm -hmm. was talking to the Bucks and they they were like, hey, we told you we don't want anything to do with this. If it's got anything to do with Hangman, we don't want anything to do with it. And he's like, well, that's fine. I wasn't talking about you anyway.
1: and then just walks yeah, so I think off with on uh, the, uh, Kyle
0: O'Reilly and Bobby Fish.
1: Say, I think on the entrance ramp earlier, he said he's got two young guys to, to tag with him. So we like, okay, the that's the Young Bucks, and then later on, it was when it was the Bucks, Adam and uh, Red Dragon, he was like, oh, I'm going to choose two guys who like to party. who could really throw a party. And then he went and chose Red Dragon instead, and it's so, was like, yeah, so they led us on to believe it was going to be the Young Bucks all night. Um, But it didn't turn out to be that way.
0: And then we also, on the other side of that coin, had a backstage segment between Adam Page and the Dark Order, because they assumed they would be chosen to be his partners, and Alex Reynolds and John Silver was like, hey, we thought we'd switch it up. Maybe you go with Colt Cabana and Alan Angels or something this time. Or what did they say? Colt Cabana and 10. And, and Colt's like, man, I was really looking forward to being in that match. But Hangman was like, did oh. Did
1: he say, yeah, Alan, Alan Angels and Anna J? yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Hangman's like, oh, guys, I'm, I'm so sorry. I just walked past uh, Jurassic Express in the hallway and – they wanted to get their hands on Red Dragon again, so I told them they could be my partners. So are they teasing a another split between Adam Page and the Dark Order at this point?
1: So this is this is the point of the night I cried. Uh, this made me very sad. Uh-oh. Uh, potential <laughs> Hangman. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I didn't cry here, but I definitely let out, let out an audible sigh of, oh, no, Hangman and the Dark Order. Oh, they're separated ways. it's, it's finally happened. The time is done. You know um, what that
0: means, Sev hangman's time with that title's coming up soon he's not gonna have anyone watching his back anymore well except maybe the bucks
1: shit i don't know yeah at least he could have the bucks watching his back he could have christian and jurassic express watching his back but cowboys can also walk on their own two feet they're also uh, pretty good at standing alone being a lone <laughs> ranger um so i'm sure i'm sure hangman will keep that title as long as i need him to <laughs> just um, to win but the does also bring up the question of. Yeah, just please. Um, that also does bring up like what happens to the Dark Order May, Where do they kind of go? Because they kind of they're like this obscure team, aren't they? And they don't really have anything to do apart from dropping AFR main and then just doing comedy skits. So they kind of they need a new leader. They're kind of they floundering right now. Point. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. kind of floundering
0: right now, and it kind of sucks to see. Um, several of them are so talented, right? I mean, they're all talented. Uh, I think that. Anna J is probably the best utilized in the Dark Order right now in terms of how they use her with Ty Conti uh, because she's always present there. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know where they I don't know what they do. I don't know if they bring in another, but they already said they would never do another leader type figure. So I, I think the Dark Order might be stuck. I really do, which kind of sucks to see.
1: There's also there's also negative one to think about as well. and They're like they're not what, have, what happens to negative ones. He's still he's still on the TV. They still like to promote that they're doing the good thing there, and it's, it's nice to see. obviously, if they split the Dark Order up and they all go their separate ways, then where does that leave him? um And what does that? Yeah, I was I was very sad that this might be the end for the Dark Order. So hopefully, TK's got something planned for them so that we can see them stick around.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Because you're right, that is something that they probably have to think about negative one and i mean obviously they can't just keep people around for that reason if they have nothing to do with them so but that would that would be a tough decision to make so that would suck yeah yeah all right let's jump to some tag team action this is kind of what we were referring to earlier when we were talking about dark and elevation we had from Ring of Honor, the workhorsemen JD Drake and Anthony Henry taking on the newly formed team of Brian Danielson and John Moxley, who were accompanied by William Regal. What a segment! Starting with the match, which ended up being a pretty good match, right? A good match, it was nice seeing. The workhorsemen back together, right? It was nice hearing Excalibur have all the Ring of Honor facts and stuff tied in. Makes me wonder with Ring of Honor now under TK's control and it inevitably coming back here sometime in the next few weeks, mm-hmm. is he out of the Wingman? Probably. Because I can't imagine Anthony Henry's a part of the Wingman.
1: No, no, definitely, definitely not. Um, I, I will say and say I liked uh, Anthony Henry's look. He was he was pretty cool, to be fair. Uh, he did have a big uh, A for Anarchy on his trousers, so I wondered why he wasn't called Anarchy Henry. Um, but that's just <laughs> me nitpicking. Um, but yeah, I didn't realise they were a, they were a team in Ring of Honor. Were they were they good? Were they prolific? Or were they like a new upstart team? Are you, were you familiar with them? I
0: couldn't tell you. Let's see. <laughs> fair. Let's take a quick look. I am curious. I'm assuming, let's take a look at titles. JD Drake. He held, never held, the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. So, did hold the Evolve Tag Titles for 76 days. The Freelance World Tag Titles for 427 days. The PWX Innovative TV title for 120 days. And
1: the WWN Championship these,
0: huh? for 258 days. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's held four championships in four different promotions. Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, he's
0: won four other ones. I just didn't I just didn't mention them because they were short reigns. Anarchy tag titles, AWE tag titles, PWF tag titles, and the Rockstar Pro tag titles. All
1: under thirty days. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. It's from one event to the next, then really, isn't it?
0: I do think that I like this version of jd drake though better than him with the wingmen right because he doesn't necessarily make sense with the wingmen he never did it was nice that he had something to do but he doesn't fit this the workhorse men i like the potential of this tag team
1: yeah yeah i think it's pretty solid he was just delicious wasn't he uh but he never had that sort of machismo no sort of like look at me i'm gorgeous aura to him he's going more just uh i'm a big chunky man he can get shit done um so yeah the workhorseman definitely definitely suits this i will mention during the match um because i love picking out shitty spots that uh <laughs> suicider from mox uh, was flaccid as fuck like he he barely got out of the ropes oh Do you this yeah
0: spot? yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, yep. it
1: was it was sloppy, so very very sloppy.
0: Yeah, I do remember that. It was unfortunate, but after the match, we got another cry moment. We did. Uh, I um, I I got real choked up during this one, so even more so. Than Eddie Kingston's at the beginning, which I still think Kingston's may have had more, you know, like passion because of the way that he speaks. But man, something about Regal is captivating. Regal is so good on the mic. It's so nice to see him in AEW. I love the the shade he threw since I'm no longer needed at my old job. I thought that was really funny. Um, mm-hmm. And I... Dude, so first off, he went longer than he was supposed to. We'll go ahead and mention that, right? He even mentioned it on social media. He went yeah, he over his a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said sorry. He went over his a lot of time. But he had a lot of things to say. And one of the first things that I, that I and and he, so let me rephrase that. He had a lot of things to say that he's never really gotten to say in front of a live audience yeah, yeah. and he took that time to do so and I do not blame him for that. And I and I would have I could have listened to him talk the rest of the night. That could have been the rest of Dynamite. I'd have been okay. So he first started off by thanking Tony Schiavone because when he arrived in the U.S. 29 years ago, Schiavone was one of the first ones that actually helped him. And he got real emotional during that moment. And it made me emotional.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, old friends, mate, old friends.
0: And you, even probably, you know, because Regal from your neck of the woods, I mean, you you might be even more familiar with some of his early stuff than I am.
1: So, he, would you he say he's been wrestling for, like, 29 years? I was, uh...
0: He's been in here well, in the States 20. for... Yes, in the States for 29 years, but I think wrestling for 39 years. I think he wrestled in the UK for, like, 10 years before coming here.
1: Okay, yeah, so I, I was very young at that point, as um, I, so I wouldn't have seen him. Um, but I've definitely been and watched shows in his hometown. Um, but, yeah, as you said, there's something so captivating about Regal, the way he talks, and literally the only way to describe it is that he's Regal. Like, he's got that British gentleman way he speaks and very much as he said like he's a rogue and he's out, and out a decadent and he is he's just very regal isn't he <laughs> it was
0: it, it was so cool it was so amazing to see and <laughs> though i think the the pacing and the tone and the words used of the, in the promo <laughs> was a little funny at times, right? Like when he was talking up Danielson and he's like, oh man, we sat down for five months, 10 hours a day. I told him what not to do. Like we watched videos. He is the perfect wrestler. He is, he is what I should have been, but he doesn't have my problems. And then he turns to Mox and says, and you're just fucking crazy, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I thought that was I mean, if if I if yeah, if I was Mox would be like, Man, I'm not the best wrestler, I guess. I guess that's I guess that's what's being said here.
1: Yeah, it's kinda of like when Dan Lambert talked about the men of the year and he was like Scorpio's guy, first tag team champion, first this, first sat, and then he went to Ethan Page and he was like, Oh, this guy dresses great. I was like, oh, yeah, he didn't have as much to say about Mox as he did about Danielson. <laughs> exactly. He obviously loves Danielson. Um but yeah, yeah, the bit that got me was uh Regal getting choked up about his own mortality. What do you say? Oh yeah I'm not long f- left for this world.
0: Yeah, fifty three years, he's like too many uh what did he say? Do you have it memorized? He said,
1: too many empty bottles. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. He said, um, I've not long left in this world. Too many empty bottles. And then he looked at Shivani, gave him a little smile and said a few broken hearts as well. And I think that's when he started to well up properly. And he looked back to the hard camera and you could see the tears in his eyes. And that got me. That super got me.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was nice to see Regal get to have some fun with that too, right? Like talking about the broken yeah, hearts yeah. and stuff. And and kind of play making a play on Shivani and be like, I still see, after all these years, you haven't gotten a decent tailor. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was kind of funny. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, who's going to be able to stop Mox and Danielson, right, as a tag team? I mean, they're going to just run through the division at this point. They are going to, as Regal said, you're either going to have to step up or get stepped on. And I feel like that's what they're going to do for the time being is just step all over people and just show violence show aggression show what they're supposed to do right
1: yeah i'm not like i love regal being here like that's invigorated it so much for me um and brian Brian danielson and mox like they'll be a great tag team but i just don't want them to go for the titles i literally don't want them anywhere near those tag titles i think we've got enough teams in that division that we don't need singles wrestlers being put together to take those top spots essentially Um, We've got Top Flight, we've got other teams like that, Pride and Powerful should be waking their way up, we should be making tag team stories out of tag teams rather than making two big stars ruin the tag team division essentially, step all over them. So I'm kind of torn of what I want to see
0: here. I still don't think this team is long-lasting. I still think it has a short tail. Like I talked about a few weeks ago when I said I wanted to see this happen, I still think it only lasts for maybe six months to eight months or so before it implodes and they have another match against each other. You know what I mean? I still think that happens Mm -hmm. out of this. And Regal will be highly involved, obviously. (laughs) Will he wrestle? No. But he... Could be the referee. I don't know. That'd be interesting.
1: Does he, I saw something the other day. did he get moved? Didn't he get put onto the active roster in on the AW website? Or was that oh, something really? joking around with me?
0: I don't know. I haven't. I think honestly, he might have
1: been put onto the.
0: I haven't looked. I yeah, have not I think looked. He
1: might be on the active roster rather than the the managers section. Oh, he—he
0: actually is. He's got a—he's got a win-loss record. You're right. You're totally right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're totally right. So he could wrestle.
0: You are absolutely right. That is insane. I did not realize. That's crazy. Good for him. Let's see him in the ring. Shit. I'm sure he can still go. Look at Sting. Oh, right, man. yeah, yeah. All right. What did we have next? They said because the title match between Adam Page and Dante Martin, quote unquote, didn't go the distance, according to Tony Khan, he booked a standby match featuring Wheeler Utah and Pac. And I'm sure you were excited to see Pac, but I was, I I was, was a little disappointed that as soon as this match started, they went to instant picture-in-picture.
1: In picture. <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah.
0: This match started off and like, all right, we'll be right back. We got to go, but we're not going anywhere. It'll be shown in picture-in-picture. In picture. And then they came back and the match ended like two minutes later.
1: So maybe that's where Regal messed up. Maybe that's what Regal's referring to. Like if he hadn't spent so long in the ring talking that maybe that match would have started gone for two or three minutes before oh, we cut
0: to picture-in-picture. Picture uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the match that suffered because of it maybe you're right i didn't think about that
1: but yeah it was very, it was very odd to uh start the match and go straight to picture and picture and then and
0: maybe maybe the wording that tk used right a standby match and tying it to adam page and dante not going long was the best way to not blame it on yeah, yeah. at the time
1: yes yeah and see um i watch on a fight app uh, when it goes to picture and picture like the screen doesn't change it still stays the same screen we kind of hear the commentators they get uh they get like less enthusiastic they still talk but they're not oh my god that sort of stuff and the match sort of slows down so whenever picture and picture comes on i can kind of pick up my phone and browse through my phone and kind of watch through my side eye um, so yeah, for this for this match to go straight into that, I kind of tuned out of this match, and then as you said, it didn't go much longer after it came back after the break. Um, so
0: if I logged in to fight, you do you pay
1: for fight, right? Yes, I think it's like five ninety nine British pounds sterling.
0: I wonder if I logged in and set my VPN to the UK, if I could just watch it without picture in picture. Maybe. I wonder.
1: So the the only downside is that when it goes to um when it goes to actual adverts, we just get the dynamite splash screen. So you just sat looking at that for about two minutes. Um, oh damn! So it doesn't so, so
0: it doesn't even show it doesn't show what happens during the picture in picture.
1: No, so picture and picture we get to see everything, but then when it does a like an actual commercial break, we oh, just get the dynamite splash. I, get. I don't give a
0: fuck about that. That's what I prefer. I love catching the replays of the fight streams. <laughs> That's what I prefer. Oh man, I wish I could watch it like that. I'd be in heaven. That's how I would prefer to watch it. Um Good match though, right? They they made the best of the time that they had together. We had a pretty awesome avalanche brain buster, uh, that, that Pac did to Wheeler Utah that I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, like I said, they only had a few minutes, so they made the best that they could. So it wasn't a it wasn't an amazing match, but is what it is.
1: Yeah, the Orange Cassidy is injured. He injured his shoulder, didn't they? They referred back to him being thrown out of the ring by Keith Lee. Uh and it turns out he did uh did do him some damage with that, as we thought he overshot that. Um, yeah, so he is injured. Which like I don't like to say good people are injured. I don't like to uh praise that, but Orange Cassidy gets featured a lot on Dynamite and I do injuries, feel like injuries open up to,
0: opportunities. You're right, injuries open up opportunities.
1: Yeah, just let him let him step step back a little bit, uh take a little bit of time and then come back with something to actually do, um and give that spot to somebody else. Um so yeah, shame he's injured, but good that uh, he gets to take a little time, we get a little break from him.
0: I uh, I can't wait to see Dan Housen come back from his injury. I want to see him in the ring in AEW.
1: Yeah, I've never actually seen Dan Housen wrestle, so um, it'll be exciting to see what he can actually do.
0: Yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. Would I say he's amazing? No, but he can do some cool stuff, and it'll be nice to see.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, next up, we had our emergency board meeting of the Andrade Hardy family office, <laughs> and we all knew what this segment was for i mean if you didn't know then you've been living under a fucking rock (laughs) so (laughs) i mean it was kind of it was kind of cool that they did the whole you know voting matt hardy out with private party thumbs down kind of a reference back to batista right i thought that was kind of cool yeah
1: yeah
0: um seeing matt get kicked out obviously we knew that was going to happen Seeing the Andrade family office stay together after this segment, I did not expect to see mm-hmm. happen, but but good for them if they're planning on running it with it, with Andrade as the leader. Um, I mean, it gives them something to do because what else is he doing right now? But yeah, yeah. I loved the fake out when Matt started getting jumped of having Darby and Sting come out first. I loved that. And I also loved the fact that it put yes, Sting in the ring with Jeff Hardy.
1: Right. That was my favorite bit. I was I was more glued to, not to Jeff Hardy, more to like Sting. I was trying to see Sting give him the Sting guy. Like Which he did but not. yeah, that, that was... No, no, he's... He's he's a professional, isn't he? He was never going to do that. And um, he
0: just put up his own article a couple of days ago on the, the Players' Tribune where he talked about his own demons and stuff that he went through.
1: Yeah, so I, I started reading that this morning, actually. It's a great read. I'm about halfway through, but my bath got cold, so I had to get out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I suggest, <laughs> I suggest everyone... Um, get into the discord or go just go and find that um find that and read it but it's, it's a really fascinating read to be fair yeah it was cold. also <laughs> i was i was sat in the bath reading it and then i think it, yeah it took me a while and the bath was getting cold so i had to go um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just picture you with bubbles and candles lit and some some mellow music and you just reading sting maybe listening to maybe,
1: there, maybe
0: listening to some sting and the police on 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 the radio
1: Maybe. <laughs> ah, maybe if i knew <laughs> any sting the police songs i'd start singing them but no i don't um but yeah back to the match um it was also we were, we were trying to see sting side eye jeff hardy but then we were also looking at uh darby allen trying not to mark out jeff hardy because right he's obviously a massive influence to him isn't he um i think he gets half his shit from that from that persona that jeff hardy-
0: oh 100 percent I mean, hundred percent, and I'm sure we're gonna see Darby v Jeff at some point, right? Because that's a match that Darby wants to have. So you know it's gonna happen.
1: I'm, I'm gonna tie this. I'm gonna tie, yeah, go right. um, tie this in quickly. That's all right. Tie this in quickly. Darby loves doing spots, as we'll find out a little bit later. Sammy loves doing fucking spots, reckless spots. Uh, we all know Jeff Hardy does it. Uh, so I mentioned to a mate at work today the other day that maybe we see uh see a winner dies last match, Sammy versus Darby versus Jeff Hardy. And they just they just do spots until one it's, of them's left standing.
0: Until one of them literally is dead because that's what they're gonna do right? to each other. That's <laughs> seriously what
1: they're gonna that feels like to what themselves. they want to do yeah they're
0: fucking nuts especially sammy and darby at this point right because i feel like mm-hmm. jeff was crazy when he was younger and i don't think i mean maybe he would be as crazy now in his 40s but sammy and darby in their 20s are crazier now than jeff hardy was in his
1: 20s yeah yeah i would bring up that spot in tna that jeff did off the you see the one he did off the cage and he sort of like front flipped onto a set of steps. But wow, that was probably one of the gnarliest spots that I've ever seen him do. That was horrible. Um, but yeah, it looks like Darby and Sammy are really picking their game up at the moment with how they can uh, how they can outdo each other. It's uh, it's not going to end well, to be fair.
0: And, and they do have this like friendly competition, right? They always kind of talk about it to see who mm. can outdo each other. So it is going to just keep getting more and more intense i feel like especially when they're both involved in the same matches it is going to be something to keep an eye on um i do want to mention tk getting the rights to the hardy boys music which i thought was a nice touch he actually owns it now from what i understand right because it was in the public domain but he bought the license yeah, yeah that's what it. i thought okay so he actually now owns that music and in that same catalog of music he purchased was also the music that WWE used to use for hardcore and crash Holly. So he owns that theme now too, technically.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So so do we know if it's just those three picked up or did he pick up a bunch of other WWE themes as well?
0: I don't know. That's all that's been mentioned. That's all that's been mentioned, but it would be nice to have like, you know, no more words from a never after, uh, because that was always Jeff solo theme and, it was never, I don't, I'm, I'm sure that WWE licensed it, right? But they didn't actually own it. So TK could theoretically buy the licensing rights for it. And same thing okay, with yeah. uh, with Matt Hardy's V1 theme. I mean, it'd be nice to kind of okay, have cool, that, cool. since cool. they're yeah, bringing yeah. that back. I mean, same thing, right? That wasn't ever owned or produced, I should say, by WWE. They just licensed it. So TK could theoretically do the same because they came from real songs. Matt Hardy's okay, okay. V1 theme was Monster Magnet. So, um, That could totally happen. And that would be kind of cool. Especially, as we'll talk about when we get to Rampage, their gear is identical to when they first debuted Mm -hmm. in WWF. (laughs) It is identical. Even Matt Hardy's shiny shirt.
1: Yeah, he's just squeezing into it. He He squeezed um, into that shiny shirt. He was. He was cool. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, it was very
1: cool to see them in that
0: We had a a backstage segment after that. We already mentioned the Cutler Cam, but we had another backstage segment after that where FTR fired Tully Blanchard. So, what's going on with FTR? Because they've been kind of disgruntled on social media. I don't know if it's all works or not. It could be. But they have been taking some independent bookings and they reached out to Brett to see if he's available to be their new manager.
1: (laughs) Brett Hart. They did. Yeah, I heard about it. Brett, what are you up to you on Wednesdays? What are you doing Wednesdays?
0: Amazing if Brett would show up. Amazing. I mean, he's been there before. Why wouldn't he? And they're right. doing the Owen Hart. You know he's going to be there for the Owen Hart tournament. If he's not, I would be shocked.
1: <laughs> I would be shocked. I completely shocked. forgot that tournament was happening, if I'm honest. But yeah, that's a perfect time, isn't it?
0: It starts in two months. And it ends at Double or Nothing in May. So this would be the time, right? So hmm. yeah, so, something to think about.
1: Cool. Even if they, yeah, even if they bring them in and Bret Hart doesn't uh, join them, but then we have uh, we have a little skits of them being like, "Hey, we've been reaching out to you. Why haven't you been answering us?" Um, right. That that'd be cool to see. Uh, but yeah, where, where does this leave FDR? To be honest, I don't think if FDR are disgruntled and they are unhappy, I don't know if TK would let them on the camera to sort of display that. That's be something you try to sort out backstage. Um. So there's got to be a storyline going on here. Whether that just connects to the fact that. The pinnacle are probably spitting up.
0: I think so, right? Because obviously they have to be at this point. So we'll talk about that more in a second. Before we do, though, we had a quick backstage segment that I want to mention. A lot of backstage segments. Like I said, this uh, this dynamite was jam packed with stuff that I want to mention here. And and normally mm-hmm. I wouldn't mention this. And the only reason I am is because of the shade that they threw at each other between Sora Strickland and Tony Nese referencing wrestling all the time on Friday nights anyway on 205 Live. And how you know proper it is that they get to wrestle on, on Rampage this Friday night. I thought that was a nice touch. And nice shade thrown at WWE since they always stuck them on Friday nights on two oh five live on their G
1: show. See I didn't know uh, two <laughs> I didn't know two oh five aired on a Friday, so I thought I thought they were referenced to SmackDown. I didn't even realize they weren't on the SmackDown roster to be fair.
0: Nope. So. it was two oh five live. <laughs> yep. Unfortunate. But yeah, that was all that is. We'll talk about that match when we get to Rampage. I do want to talk here about our in-ring promo featuring Wardlow, who walked out from the face tunnel and kind of, you know. Acknowledged it. Acknowledged it, right? Acknowledged that he was walking out from the face tunnel. And I was impressed because we really haven't got to hear Wardlow Cut a lengthy promo like this. Was it perfect? No. He did stumble a few times, but I was thoroughly impressed knowing that he is on the cusp of a massive push and some title reigns. We had to know, much like Hook, since we've never heard Hook talk, we had to know if Wardlow could handle microphone duties. And it sounds like he can. And that's good news.
1: Yeah, he was definitely in the the sevens, seven out of ten on the mic. Um, But it was good. He made references to being poor.
0: Yeah, some emotional stuff. Again, this was the dynamite of tears. I didn't cry, but I did get choked up listening to him talk about his mom and stuff. Like, this was the dynamite of tears. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think if I hadn't have spent my tears earlier in the night, I may have uh, I may have handed them some for this one. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty good promo, to be fair. And I'm happy that Wardlow can talk on the mic. Um, I wanted to make some sort of joke at the end. He went, "This is Wardlow's world." Uh, I wanted to make some like Wayne's world, uh, Wayne's world joke, Ward's world party on whatever the reference world! Is. Yeah. Someone needs to make a gif of Wardlow like that. Um, Not much GD. But yeah, so I'm no good at gifs, Brian. Um, I I did try with Dan once, but it didn't (laughs) (laughs) happen. But yeah, we've now got uh, Swerve's house in Ward's World, in what I assume is Statlander's Galaxy, in, I don't know, in Adam Cole's universe. Uh, They're all all taking up a piece of the pie, aren't they? They really are. Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oh, man. we'll, (laughs) We'll talk more about Wardlow in just a few minutes because he's got a match on Wednesday. Next up, we had Tag Team Action, and the titles were on the line. It was cool seeing so many titles defended on the show after the pay-per-view. We had three title matches on Dynamite. Cool to see. Mm -hmm. We had Jurassic Express defending against number one contenders, The Acclaimed, and dude, this match ended up being fucking awesome. Shout out to the acclaimed. They did incredible.
1: Yeah, they did really good. And uh, this is one of the this is one of the matches that I don't have any notes on because I was watching the whole thing. I didn't I didn't pick my phone up at any point to um, to stop watching the action. This was very good from all four of them.
0: Oh, absolutely, so nonstop from start to finish, as we're used to seeing from Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in their matches. I always appreciate the speed and the the pace of of how quick they keep things. But I thought. When the acclaimed went for the mic drop and I I think it was jungle boy that ended up kicking out of the mic drop. And then they did Mm -hmm. another move to him that like looked insane. I don't even know what it was fucking called, but I thought that was actually something that new Japan pro wrestling does often where they'll have somebody kick out of a previous finisher. And when they're getting ready to switch somebody's finishing move,
1: because to me,
0: that was that felt like the acclaimed was winning when they hit that. Like, even the crowd had the three up when they were ca- like, I thought the acclaimed just stole the titles. I really did. And I thought that TK was booking it, sort of how like New Japan does sometimes with their finishes. But
1: that didn't. Okay. Help. fair, fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall this finisher off the top of my head. Um, I will have to go back and have a look at it. Yeah,
0: take a look because what they did after, um, what they did after Jungle Boy kicked out of the mic drop, I forget what Excalibur called it, but they, like, chucked him up into the air and, like, drove him down into the mat, and he got some pretty good height out of it, and I I just, dude, it looked crazy, and it felt like the Acclaimed was going to win when they hit that. Like, even the, like I said, the entire crowd expected, I think, them to win at that point, and when Jungle Boy kicked out, it was pretty cool, but yeah, they did uh they did end up retaining, so nice to see. But I do not think this is the last we've seen of the acclaimed in the number one contender spot. They will hold those titles eventually. They absolutely will.
1: Yeah, I think I think the next time they challenge for it, they need to take it, don't they? This isn't the first time they've been in that uh, number one contender spot. Uh, same with agreed.
0: Agreed. Team. Agreed. And I don't think they're the next. Right. And neither one of them are the next champion. So hopefully TK holds off with giving them, you know, future title shots until they're ready at this point. Because I do think Red Dragon is probably the next champions for the tag division.
1: Yeah, yeah. That claim thing kind of goes with what I was saying earlier about how uh, his ranking system might like tripping him up a little bit that these these, uh, young teams and these young stars are getting lots and lots of wins and then therefore they're getting up the rankings and he kind of needs to, well, make them lose a title shot so they can go back down so he can actually bring the storylines into it.
0: Right. Exactly. So, we'll see what happens. But that actually ties into our next match as well because we had a AEW Women's World Title Eliminator match featuring the number one contender, Legit Layla Hirsch, and the number two contender who just lost at the pay-per-view and only went down one spot thunder rosa and we speculated that this could have just been some quick booking if thunder rosa was legitimately injured during the pay-per-view and she was supposed to win at the pay-per-view to give her a few additional weeks time to heal up before she becomes champion because this match wasn't that great right it was pretty sloppy at times Um, Mm -hmm. Thunder Rosa did have her left leg wrapped I do want to point that out so I do think that might be the area that the injury could be affecting. She did have it wrapped with that like skin tone wrap or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean obviously Thunder Rosa was going to win here. I mean Layla Hirsch and Britt Baker didn't yeah, make yeah, a ton definitely. of sense. Two heels going against each other, so we knew Thunder Rosa was going to win. And afterwards, we found out that uh, at St Patrick's Day Slam this Wednesday night, it will be a steel cage
1: match in Thunder Rosa's home tight, of San, San Antonio, Antonio. Antonio, Texas. Yeah, and a steel cage match. Like maybe this is what. Tk held off. Off he went. Oh, she could win here, or we could let her win in her hometown. Um, it's
0: totally possible. I'm telling you what, Britt Baker's not walking out with that title. No way.
1: No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't imagine she is. Like AEW are pretty good at like people's hometown they win. Whereas WWE usually, if you go to your hometown, they'll they'll make you job. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> Like the the writing seems to be on the wall that this is this is for Thunder Rosa to take that. It's a year after their great match at Saint Patrick's Day Slam as well, isn't it? So it kind of yeah, it, it, ties it, it makes it, sense. It all ties it, makes it together. Sense.
0: It makes sense. It makes total sense. And I do think they need a face women's champion right now to go against some of these heel top girls that they have that need shots, like Layla Hirsch, like Serena Deeb. I mean. You know what I mean? Like there, there's some solid contenders that are heels right now that just don't make sense for Britt Baker to go against.
1: See, i I was thinking about this. Um, I think the I think the women's roster looks a bit empty now. Um, so I was trying to think of yeah if if Rosa wins like who are who would be the next three like heels that she could face because realistically she she needs a lengthy title run so therefore she'd have to have a couple of feuds. But so all Serena kind Deeb's of flowers, gotta be
0: one, right? Serena Deeb's gotta be one.
1: She she's tied up with Sheeta at the moment, isn't she Sheeta's coming back for revenge. She
0: is, which likely means that she wouldn't be first, honestly she would probably still feud with Britt Baker for a few weeks or a month or so after winning the title. Like, okay, Britt yeah, would yeah. probably get a rematch. And then it would move on to somebody else. Maybe Serena Deeb at that point. Maybe Jamie Hayter at that point. Jamie does deserve a shot. And if they're not going to turn around Britt, she could try to get revenge on Thunderosa. So that is possible.
1: Yeah. See, uh, yeah. After after those three, I don't think there's many other heels there, is there, or oh, heels on that level. And then with the TBS... Jade being the TBS champion, right? Jade's kind of of tied up in the TBS division. women's roster. Yep. Yeah, because we can't exactly go. Oh, yeah, the bunny can have a world title shot now, even though she lost a Jade's TBS championship. She lost everybody at this. Everybody at this point. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I don't know if we need more women in that roster or whether. Some of the women from dark just need to step up a bit. I suppose Nyla I think, rose I think is we need
0: a, I think we need a few, a few more heels. Honestly, we might need a good solid another heel or two. Might be time to bring in. Uh, hmm, who could they bring in? I saw Ember Rose throwing some throwing some crap toward Jade, so that would she would probably be brought in as a face. So that wouldn't work out too well. I'm trying yeah. to think who they there could bring a, in as a
1: heel. Of, uh, it's Diana Perazzo? I know she's technically in Impact, but she's the Ring of Honor World Champ- Women's Champion, isn't she? So does that technically mean that she's there's gonna be some ties there um could be. yeah she wouldn't she wouldn't be a bad get to be honest
0: no and i mean they could even bring in tony storm as a heel i mean she doesn't have to be a face
1: yeah yeah what well, works i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to that yeah
0: so i mean there's potential they just need to bring some in i think we'll have to see what they do yeah because i do think thunderous is winning
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah i think he'd be uh silly to bet otherwise
0: absolutely And then in our main event for Dynamite, we had the TNT title on the line. Sammy Guevara defending against Scorpio Sky, as Dan Lambert said would happen. It was title versus streak, technically, as they were referring to it on commentary. Uh, This was a great match. I thought this was incredible. And like you were referring to earlier, there was a spot where Sammy had laid Scorpio Sky onto a table outside, went up to the top, and then tried to do a 650 splash through the table, and obviously sky was going to move and then the table just literally fucking exploded dude that table exploded yeah. upon
1: impact so yeah um reckless reckless as fuck uh, uh, a 630 from the, from the turnbuckle to the outside through a table we all know there's nothing to those tables they just as you said it exploded uh, so he basically sat on his ass onto the or to the bottom, um, and then we got that whole like I'm not keen on this spot, this I'm injured, oh no, I'm injured. Um and then everyone's like, Oh, you should leave and then we'll we'll start to drag you away and then you get halfway up the ramp and go, No, no, I wanna stay, I wanna fight. <laughs> um But during the pitcher in pitcher, Scorpio's guy was like doing the doing the ten count and the entire crowd were chanting along with the ten count. It's like why why didn't Sammy get counted out of here? I know like he wouldn't have lost the title and we needed him to lose the title, but yeah, it was it was very dumb that we had to we had to watch like five minutes of Sammy being oh I've hurt myself. It's like well you did just six thirty out the ring, you <laughs> dickhead. So it's your own fault. And this is the I first no time I think, here, like.
0: I think this is the first that they actually referenced his relationship with Ty Conti on screen as well. Yeah, because yeah. Because she she ran out because of that and stayed out for yeah, the rest I think of the match.
1: Kind of, yeah, tied into the Paige Van Zandt bit, didn't
0: it? Absolutely, and likely ties into the fact that Sammy is out of the inner circle, so he's probably going to be palling around with Ty Conti now moving forward on screen. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Paige Van Zandt did make her presence known during this match. And officially signed her contract in this match at the end, so she is now all elite.
1: She did. I will. Um. I will say, Scorpio Sky looked like a million bucks in this match. He got. He got big entrance as well when he came out. Uh, lots of pyro and stuff. Uh. And he had very sparkly gear. And he did some beautiful backbreakers. I really like those backbreakers that he was doing. Um. I mean, I think yeah, everybody yeah, I knew, really knew he it. was
0: winning the title here. I think everybody knew he was winning. See,
1: I. I didn't. To be fair, I. It must have flown straight over my head. I thought it was just gonna. We were just going to carry on to Sammy versus Wardlow, because um, my opinions on the match for Wardlow next week have drastically changed now. Mine um, too. We get to which that, I want
0: to, I want to will... talk about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, before I get to that, I will mention that when Scorpio Sky won. Uh, there was a there was a little cut to the entrance ramp, um, and Ethan Page was on there, and he was fake crying, crying, and it was absolutely yeah, beautiful, crying. It yeah, was amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. And Dan Lambert's uh, expressive,
0: like throwing his arms out and yelling at the ringside, dude. It was it was a beautiful yeah, end yeah. to a beautiful dynamite. I like I said, I'm a fan of Dan Lambert. I honestly think he's one of the best heels in AEW right now. I, I love what they're doing with American Top Team. Um, I'm totally into this, and I think. Ty Conti is the perfect first feud for Paige Van Zandt. They are both Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighters. It is perfect.
1: Yeah. So this this is probably going to be less wrestling match and more of a scrap. But because Ty Conti, as you said, is uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, she, we know she can take that. She can... She can deal with that. So it's gonna make Paige Van Zant look like a fucking monster to be fair if you more. also. Oh yeah.
0: It's gonna be brutal. Like they're pro- they they won't hold back because they're both used to it. So it's yeah, gonna be yeah. it's gonna so, be insane. And it's nice seeing Paige Van Zant officially all elite, right? Like she's been yeah, yeah, showing definitely. up here and there. I think she's got a great look. I think she was excellent in MMA, and I think she could be excellent in AEW. I'm excited to see how they use her. She could be a legitimate threat to Jade Cargill at this
1: point. Yeah, that's very fair. And I hope I hope Paige Van does well, but then at the same time, they were going to look at her run, if she does well, and think, oh, I wish Brandy would have stayed around just a little bit longer so she could have kicked her ass.
0: Just to get her ass kicked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the most interesting thing for Brandy I've seen in years. Um, <laughs>
0: So now that um now that Scorpio Sky won the title, what is that what does that leave us for next week with Wardlow? Because I think we all assumed or at least we winning. thought I don't think so either. And I think MJF's gonna cost him the match.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, there's got
0: to be a reason yeah. he doesn't win. He's not going to lose cleanly to Scorpio Sky, but he is going to lose at this point. I don't think Sky's giving up the title in one week, and I think that they want you to think he's going to lose on Wednesday, but he's not going to.
1: I don't I don't think Sky's dropping out at all. Like, many of the year needed something, didn't they? Um, and now they've got something. that feels like, okay, they could be it's it's their time to use a lot of TV time um, so yeah I don't have much more to say than why two weeks ago Wardlow would have been the next TNT champion and I wouldn't have bet anything other than that and now I'm I've done a complete 180 and I don't think he's got a chance of winning it.
0: And that's okay because the potential feud between Wardlow and MJF is going to be satisfying leading up to Double or Nothing. You know it's going to be Wardlow and MJF at that pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely fine with that.
0: Yeah, that should be nice. It should be a a nice, obviously Wardlow will probably get the victory. Leading up to that, we'll get to see him powerbomb the shit out of Sean Spears, I'm sure. But I also think that ties into what you pointed out earlier and that the pinnacle is likely dissolving at this point.
1: Yeah, so we lost. What did we lose this week on Dynamite? We lost the Pinnacle. We lost the Dark Order. Potentially lost lost the Dark Order. We lost Matt Hardy. They're they're
0: they're still around. We lost
1: Matt Hardy from the. Yeah, we lost the Inner Circle as well, didn't we?
0: But we got Jericho and the Skin Tags, so that's okay.
1: We got Jericho. We got Two Point Circle. Yeah. (laughs) A nice reset. There was so much in this Dynamite. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Say so there were a few spotty parts, um, but all in all, like, I don't think you can ask for more.
0: Nope, and for that reason, I'm not going to give it a perfect five, but I will go four and a half stars.
1: Cool. Um, I was going to go four, we're going to do the opposite of a hook thing here. Uh, we didn't get any punk this week, did we? Uh, no. No, and I said I wanted less Punk after that Dog Collar match, and because we didn't get any Punk here, I'm going to award Tony Khan an extra .5 of a star, so I'll see it at four and a half stars as well.
0: All right, I like it. We're in agreement then. Four and a half stars of solid dynamite. Definitely setting up some good stuff leading up to Double or Nothing. I'm excited. Uh, let's talk about Rampage here for a few before we get on out of here. Rampage was... Not as strong as Dynamite. It definitely felt like it dragged on a little bit, especially in the middle for me. But let's run down. So we had four matches starting off already in the ring. As soon as Dynamite or as soon as Rampage began, they were already starting the match. It was Darby Allen and Mark Quinn, which I will give props. They used Mark Quinn instead of instead of Isaiah Cassidy in singles action. <laughs> so that was nice to see. It's usually the other way around. It's usually Isaiah Cassidy in the ring and not Mark Quinn. So that was nice to see, but this match was obviously just to have the Hardys come out at the end.
1: So. Yeah, and that's that's a shame. Like, uh, and I will mention Mark Quinn uh, doing his best to hang with Darby and Sammy and now Jeff Hardy by doing a ridiculous 450 oh, yeah. turnbuckle to, to the outside. Oh. Like, that was that was, that was uh, ridiculous. Um, yeah, and I kind of he did that, and I kind of felt like Mark Quinn should have won by count- I Go on, just let just let him have it. Like this, uh, this rampage was a bit iffy, um, and it was very, uh, very predictable. And then we're getting a lot of these matches where it's you know like Hangman versus Dante Martin, Hangman's winning it. Jurassic Express versus the Acclaim, Jurassic Express are winning it. Like we need we need some upsets now. Um, and even though Darby hasn't got a title, and Mark Quinn, they're sort of doing something. Uh, it would it would have been really nice just to see Mark Quinn get the win for doing something. we so ridiculous as a four fifty to the outside. Um. Yeah. He, um. So that that kind of, that kind of irked me, and it irked me that like Derby took so much damage, and then at the end just oh, squeaked out a victory because we got exactly the same thing at the end of the night as well. Two of the same format of matches. I noticed uh, I think that that's too. Right. My Ver- with very this
0: one very similarly formatted. Yeah. I noticed that.
1: Yeah. I think that's what my issue with the night. And
0: this is where we saw Andrade come out with the members of the Andrade family office to where we realized they were sticking together because he came out with all of them. Right. The butcher, the blade, the bunny was out there. Jose, the assistant was out there. And that brought out Matt and Jeff, who didn't do anything. They, They just came out and everybody ran away from them. Like, are we that scared of the Hardy boys at this point? I mean, it's cool that they're back. But
1: yeah, uh, Matt tried to get the delete chant off the grind, didn't he?
0: He did. He did. He did. And it, it worked work. to an extent.
1: It, yeah. okay.
0: But to an extent. It didn't get loud, but yeah, it didn't get loud. No, no. I, wa- I wonder if they will try to bring any of that back, though. Any of the broken Hardy stuff.
1: I think they should kind of leave it uh, Leave it where it is, to be honest. But yeah, the uh, the commentary went, oh, the Andrade officers like ran away, but well, Sting and Derby were in the ring, and then Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy were on the entrance round. So where did they go? We didn't yeah, see them like, run what? off anywhere.
0: Why and why did they run? Because there were still like six of them, and only four of them, they still could have tried to fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the Butchers, the biggest one out of all of them, like, he should he should have been yeah. fine. So,
0: a little Come weird. A little weird. Mm-hmm. But, I am excited to see the Hardys in action officially. I have to assume it'll be this week, right? Either on Wednesday or Friday, they are going to have a tag match. Because it won't be long before TK throws them in the ring just to give people what they want. So.
1: Oh, yeah, nice. I'm sure it'll be like a ratings bump on it. Oh, a absolutely. ratings boost. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens at the Patrick State Slam. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's carry on.
0: Uh, next up, we had singles action between Jamie Hader and Mercedes Martinez. This kind of furthering along the feud between, well, technically all of them. I mean, Thunder Rosa was involved in this as well to to an extent, but this has been sort of an ongoing program here. And I was I was obviously I, I never complain when I get to see Jamie Hater on TV, so I was pleased with that. And I was also mm-hmm. impressed that she got the win. I didn't think she was winning. I thought Mercedes Martinez was actually gonna win. <laughs> So it was nice to get uh, yeah, it was nice to see Jamie Hader win.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it's, it's the lariat her usual finisher. Like I, I, I thought it was just a traditional move at this point. Uh, but yeah, um I kind of expected this to be um all sort of like beating up uh, Mercedes Martinez so that she couldn't interfere in the uh cage match next week. I think they kind of, I thought they would kind of like put her out of action um so that odds were more stacked against Thunder Rosa. Um, but it didn't seem that way. But also, um when Hater got the win, did they play Brits music? They did. And she turned, she turned, she looked straight at the hard cam and she was like, That's not my music. Um and then when it <laughs> it cut away, then when it cut back to her, she was just beating down on Mercedes Martinez, I was like, Whoa, yeah, that's not her music, is it? Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that that was that was really good. <laughs> um
0: I do like when Mercedes Martinez does that Spider-German suplex spot that she tends to do a lot yeah, in her yeah. matches. I think that always looks cool. I love that spot. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciated that. But it was nice to see Jamie win. Obviously, this is just furthering along the steel cage match on Wednesday night at St. Patrick's Day Slam. Um, I would have to assume that Mercedes Martinez will likely be out there trying to make sure that Jamie Hader and Rebel don't try to climb into the cage or something, right? Probably at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Surprised she wasn't in Thunder Rosa's corner at the pay-per-view, in all honesty.
1: Probably should have yeah, been. I can't remember with the, that. With, yeah, I can't with remember that much. far back, to be honest. Jesus, it's only been a week, Sev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, so long with
0: the, ago. With the amount of interference that they had in that match, though, from Rebel and Jamie Hader, it would have made sense to have Mercedes out there, but mm-hmm. maybe they were saving it for the steel, uh, the steel cage match. Uh, yeah, next so. up, next up, we had singles action between Keith Lee and QT Marshall. So poor QT losing to Hook at the pay-per-view, getting decimated here by Keith Lee. Um mm-hmm. QT didn't even get an entrance, right? Like, he was already in the ring, so. He was already he was in the losing. ring, yeah. He didn't matter at this point. He had his goons out there. Aaron Solo was out there. Nick Camarado was out there getting chucked around. Um Cool To see Keith Lee, right? Cool to see him in these spots, but it'll be nice to see him not stuck feuding with the factory. Like, obviously, they're, they're setting up the feud with Team Taz, which I am very excited to see Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs in a feud. I am very excited for that. Not so much about Keith Lee and QT Marshall.
1: Yeah, so you have, yeah, QT in the factory. Yeah. Um, but we did, uh, Keith Lee, obviously, he beat QT and then he beat, and then Aaron Solo jumped on his back and he kind of, he threw him off and then Nick Camarado got in the ring and they they kind of had a uh, a few punches. Why did Nick Camarado do a wind up, uh, wind up punch? That was so silly. Um, and then Keith Lee, <laughs> Keith Lee beat him and then Team Taz came down. And then when Taz got in the ring, uh ricky went for ricky went for keith lee and keith lee just bopped him and he hit the floor and um i was like my mate hit the floor then i was like oh please don't let keith lee run through the factory and team Taz like that that'd be the worst thing for team Taz. they're better than that uh but thankfully powerhouse hobbs uh managed to do a really nice spine buster to him oh yeah looked
0: impressive yeah <laughs>
1: yeah all good in the ring. Like, I know Keith Lee's a big guy, but I don't want to see him flatten the likes of Ricky Starks. I don't want to see him uh, run through Dante Martin, stuff like that. Guys who are obviously smaller than him. Everyone on the roster is smaller than him, but I don't want to see him flatten flatten good stars, if you get me.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Like, obviously, we're all excited Keith Lee's there, but we don't want to see him just decimate everybody. We want to see good matches.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which we
0: know, which we know Keith Lee can provide. So, just not... QT Marshall <laughs>
1: yeah, QT and nothing against QT person. man
0: he's 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 got a uh, he's got a good you know personality and he fit he does his role well but I just I just don't care much about QT Marshall anymore at this point so is what it is our main event yeah. was singles action once again we didn't have any tag team matches on Rampage this week which I thought was pretty impressive we had, as mentioned earlier, Tony Niece taking on Swerve Strickland. And this match was, it was probably the most enjoyable match of the night, right? I think uh, it was it was mm-hmm. nice seeing Swerve in the ring. He had a good debut. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Tony Niece as well. I do think he is a really, really solid wrestler, super talented. The match, as you mentioned, was similarly paced to Darby Allen and Mark Quinn, where Tony Nese pretty much dominated the entire thing, and then Swerve kind of pulled the victory out right at the end. It was. It, it is what it is. I'm excited Swerve's there, but I, I hope we'll get some better stuff in the future.
1: Yes, yeah, see, I think this is the first time me actually seeing Swerve in action, um, and I, I walked away thinking Tony nice was a much better wrestler. Not just because he had the better amount of offense, but just because he had cooler offense. I thought he just he did really well. He looked much more like a star. Um so yeah I wasn't too impressed by uh I wasn't too impressed by Swerve to be honest. And his entrance music was a bit math as well. You mentioned that yeah.
0: Yeah, his entrance music I thought was uh, could have been a little cooler, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm impressed with both of these guys though, and it is a shame that, you know, them kind of throwing shade at WWE and mentioning in the two oh five live stuff. It is a shame that neither one of them were really recognize there because I do think they are both incredibly talented, especially Tony Nice I mean, some of the shit he was doing in this match, oh, it yeah, just yeah. looks so flawless, man. He is so good. I do hope TK utilizes Tony Nice more, but obviously we're gonna see a lot more swerve in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was just like, um Nese looked like a million bucks in this. I was kind of hoping that they'd let him win. As I said before, like let's just have some some out there some swerve booking or some anti swerve booking as it would be. Um, yeah, let's mix it, mix it up a little bit.
0: <laughs> right. Not um, to be, though. Not to be. So,
1: yeah. I didn't think Strickland deserved to win this one, to be fair. yeah,
0: Good match. Good match, though. Enjoyable Rampage, but not nearly as strong as Dynamite. I think I would probably give this Rampage an average three stars.
1: Okay, so I'm, I'm going to sit a little lower. I'm going to give it two and a half stars.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I considered two and a half, but I try not to go lower than three if I still enjoy it um three is my baseline i try not to dip
1: lower if i don't have to <laughs>
0: still enjoyed it see i think if uh it did struggle it did it definitely struggled
1: it was okay if the last match hadn't have uh taken the same format as the first match i would have sat with three um but because because that happened and i think it lost it lost half star fair enough i also had no hook so no well, hook I and i was just about myself. to mention
0: i was just about to mention we didn't have a single appearance from hook on either wednesday or friday but that doesn't mean we can skip another hook of the week of it's that time
1: what the
0: and it's your turn this week what is our hook of the week
1: <laughs> this this hook of the week is dedicated to uh the mfn sean z because i know he loves them uh, we'll go with hookers.
0: tried and true hookers okay
1: Okay. tried and true the oldest uh, profession in the world
0: the oldest profession in the world I didn't you know I wasn't sure if we would ever go that route but hook of the week is hookers this week give it up for the uh, (laughs) give it up for your local prostitutes I guess
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's their time to shine. yeah (laughs) so bad so bad
0: oh man hopefully we'll have hook back on, on something next week whether it's dynamite, rampage, we need more hook.
1: Where's hook? Send hook. Send hook. Send Butch. Oh God, Butch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh man. Like. Hit the Pete gong, Dunn, one of my Hit the gong. It's
0: time for the burial ground. Yeah speaking of
1: butch Are you put Butch in the burial ground this week i should
0: i should put butch in the burial ground poor <laughs> pete dunn um god i hope i hope they uh, i hope they do something good with that but why, 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 do you why do you gotta call him butch why do you gotta call him butch why can't you call him pete dunn
1: yeah that's not that's never that's never a marquee name is it you know you're what's not gonna have Dunne? butch reigns what's
0: wrong with pete dunn <laughs>
1: nothing Unless, unless he wouldn't let him license it, unless he wasn't yeah. willing to sacrifice his yeah. own name. So crazy. <sighs> so crazy.
0: Uh, nope, not sending Butch to the burial ground, though I should. Um, however, I am going to bring up from the burial ground. You mentioned us asking if we ever put these guys in the burial ground. We have not. Rising up this week, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Okay. I think them partnering up with Chris Jericho, again, they already kind of mentioned they wanted to do something with Daniel Garcia, right, by Mox and Danielson, teasing that they would pull him away and put him into another group, putting him in this Jericho Appreciation Society alongside 2.0, you know, 2.0 theoretically replacing Santana and Ortiz, Daniel Garcia replacing Sammy Guevara. Of course, we still have Jake Hager there doing nothing and then Chris Jericho, I think this could be a huge boost to 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. I really do. I really do. Going down to the burial ground this week and hopefully staying there so we never see him again, QT
1: Marshall. Fair. See, I completely (laughs) agree with going down QT Marshall. Uh, That's who I would have picked for the burial ground this week. Um, I did ask in Discord if, yeah, 2.0 had been in the burial ground. So I'm sure there was a couple of weeks ago where you were unhappy with uh, how they were being used. I think it was when Eddie Kingston... Was it when yeah when Santana and Ortiz and Jericho faced the three of them and Jericho yeah. got tagged in? You uh you just I you was upset. I was upset put, that
0: they were utilized in that role of furthering along that feud. But now it makes yeah, sense. So I think you said
1: consider. <laughs> I think you said you now considered it, putting them in the burial sense. ground there.
0: I did. I considered at that point, and I'm glad I didn't.
1: And I was just thinking. I was yeah. When I was trying to think of names for um, the Jericho Appreciation Society, I went, wait, are they, did we put all of them in the burial ground? They could have been the burial ground alumni or something. (laughs) everyone we sent (laughs) down. But no, damn it, you didn't put 2.0 in there. Um, We did not. We did not.
0: But I kind of like now knowing what happened with the Jericho Appreciation Society. I was against that at first, but now knowing what we know, that made sense that they were involved in that because they were yeah. already setting up the Jericho Appreciation Society. Made sense. Made sense. But that's the burial ground this week. So... Let's take a look at what is going to happen this week on Dynamite. We don't know anything yet for Rampage this week. All we know for Rampage this Friday night is that it is going to be at a special time of 11.30 p.m. Eastern because of the, uh, I think, NCAA tournament, if I'm not mistaken. NCAA? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the college basketball tournament, which starts soon. I know today was the selection, which I will have to check because I'm going to get have to get my bracket filled out at this point. I usually do a bracket every year. Um
1: I have no idea what that
0: means. (laughs) It just means picking which team you think is going to win all the way to the Final Four and all the way to the championship. Just filling out a bracket like we do for tournaments here in AEW sometimes. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Rampage will be at 1130 this week. Dynamite, Wednesday night, normal time, 8 p.m. on TBS, live from San Antonio, Texas. We have four matches confirmed. Brian Danielson and John Moxley will be taking on Chuck Taylor in Wheeler, Utah. Should be a good match. I'm excited for that. We have yeah. trio's so action. Chuck
1: Taylor in, yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice to see Chuck Taylor in there. Uh, I'm curious why it's not Chuck and Trent though instead of Chuck and Wheeler Utah. <laughs> but. Uh,
1: maybe, maybe did they they entice Wheeler Utah along here? Maybe is that where they get him?
0: Ooh, maybe.
1: I was maybe I was just right say there. I look forward to me putting Chuck in the burial ground next week.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We also have trios action between Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly taking on Hangman Adam Page, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. Should be a really fun match. We have the women's title on the line in a steel cage match. I have to assume this is the main event. Dr. Brick event. DMD. Yeah, defending against Thunderosa. Has to be the main event. Has to be. And then the TNT title match featuring Scorpio Sky defending against Wardlow. And as we already talked about, pretty sure MJF's going to cause Wardlow the the, uh, the match here. He should be the reason yeah. Wardlow
1: doesn't win. Ah. That's a stacked dynamite, that is fine. Just just going over it there. That's that's pretty huge.
0: Good dynamite. And there still will likely be another match or two added, right? Like we still should have something else on here. I imagine we're gonna get a Hardy boys match. Maybe maybe the Hardy's against private party or something right something like that
1: see that's what i wanted to ask is rampage this week does that is that a later start time it is 11 p.m mm-hmm. so maybe that's how tk will get his ratings for rampage this week is that the, the hardy boys match will be on rampage
0: Ooh, smart okay that's smart you'll probably put some good some bigger stuff on friday night just to get people to tune in yeah you're right we'll mm-hmm. probably see the hardys on friday night yep. yep that makes sense to me yeah um but that's all we know that's all we know for this week, so we should have some more stuff confirmed here over the next few days. But, Sev, I do think that's going to bring us to the close of the episode this week, unless you have anything else you want to mention before we get on out of here.
1: No, i I've, I've knocked around a few ideas, but I think I'll save them to uh, another episode, because this was a jam-packed episode. Um, so, yeah, let's get on out of it, Prime.
0: All right. Well, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Blood and Destroyers, and all elite wrestling podcast made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. Want to help grow the show? Subscribe and spread the word. Details on ways to do just that can be found in the show notes on whichever podcast app you've chosen to listen to us on. And remember, in those show notes, will also be a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode is theme song of the week as usual. Last week, we paid tribute to CM Punk and AFI by going with Misery Kanter his Ring of Honor theme that he used for his entrance at Revolution. This week, Sev, theme song of the week falls to you. What are we going
1: with this week? So we're going with it because we may never hear it again. We're going to go with QT Marshall. Oh, no, we're going to go with QT Marshall. Okay. <laughs> we're going to pay tribute to QT. No, we're going with Jeff Hardy. Ah, oh, no, we're, we're going with the Jeff Hardy Harley Boys. And we're all going to put... Yeah, hands in the air, everybody. Let's air hump on the way down to the ring. Or someone's <laughs> in
0: trouble. I love that he did that, even though his brother was getting his ass kicked. He still had to dance right. on his way down to the ring. So let's pay tribute to that. Oh, it's so good to hear this theme again. Theme song of the week this week is The Hardy Boys. Now hit the music. <laughs>